0: on this special edition of inside boxing live we react to a wild day in boxing alicia bumgarner one clarissa shields one Devin haney one caleb plant one and deontay wilder one let's talk about it let's roll Is up, everyone. Welcome into a rapid reaction edition of Inside Boxing Live. Dan Canobio here. Chris Algieri is not here. He is in Las Vegas. He just was on the call for Devin Haney destruction of uh George Camboso. So, so I'm riding solo. This is old school. Uh, the longtime listeners of Inside Boxing Live, this is was always the show. Uh, but I appreciate everyone. Uh, following along all day long. What a day it was, October 15th. If you're a boxing fan, you had this day circled for a long time because you knew there was a lot of fights on the schedule. It started really early in the morning. If you go and you watch that matchroom card from Australia, Uh, Liam Paro with a big knockout over Brock Jarvis, Scott Nicholson got a win. Then you moved over to the UK, a big doubleheader uh, that has been on the schedule for a while. It was a delay because of the passing of the Queen. Uh, You had two fights that were very important for the sport and you had uh, Savannah Marshall losing to Clarissa Shields and you had Alicia Bumgarner defeating uh, Michaela Mayer. Then you hop over to the U.S. You got over at the Barclays Center where we were tonight. Uh, Caleb Plant, devastating knockout of uh, Anthony the dog Durrell. Didn't see that one coming, but good for, for Caleb Plant. Main event, Deontay Wilder, three punches. He starches Robert Hellenius. Absolute starchism. And then over in Australia, Devin Haney with another virtuoso performance outlanding George Kambosos 202-76. to 76. Those are all the fights we're going to break down. Going to do it. I'm going to break down the fight and then talk about what's next for, for each winner because a lot of the fights today have, are going to lead to bigger fights. That's what we love in boxing. Uh, show me a path to a bigger fight. Show me what's next. And I think a lot of these fights uh, had that. I just I'm back right now. It's one fifteen in the morning on the East Coast as I uh, tape and record this. Was in the Barclays Center tonight. My Yankees lost a absolute heartbreaker to the Guardians. Ugh. Uh, if you're a Yankee hater, then this is a big a happy night for you. But I'm a Yankee fan. I'm sad. But it was a lot of boxing tonight, and it got my mind off the Yanks. And started off. Uh, with that big win this morning, uh, Liam Paro over Brock Jarvis. Paro is now a player at 140 pounds. Didn't really watch that fight. Don't have a lot to say about that one. we we'll move on uh, to what we saw over in the UK. This doubleheader over uh, in London. O2 Arena. The stage was set, finally, uh, to get these four ladies into the ring. The passing of the Queen delayed things. And talking to Chris Algieri on the podcast this week. He brought up a great point with Michaela Mayer. She is a big 135 pounder. She has talked about moving up to 140 for a very long time. He said, I feel differently about this fight. I was picking Michaela Mayer to win last month, but I I, I am going to change it a little bit. If there's one person that is going to suffer from an extra month of training and an extra month of having to make the weight, it's Michaela Mayer. And was Chris Algieri spot on because Mayer came out flat. She is the longer, rangier, better boxer, and she was getting outboxed and outjabbed by a smaller, shorter arm fighter in Bumgarner. But shout-out to Alicia Bumgarner. She was on point from the first bell. She was loose. She was smiling. She was having fun in there. She was jabbing to the body, which if you listen to Tim Bradley, when you're the shorter arm fighter, you jab to the body first, and then you eventually land up top. Bumgarner did everything early and was very smart uh, uh, game plan from Alicia Baumgartner and Tony Harrison, uh, her trainer, in the corner. I thought Baumgartner was quick. I thought she landed a few really good right hands early on, banked like three or four rounds. And then the tide started to change a little bit um, around the fourth round. I gave Mayor the fourth round. She finally used her size, started to walk back Baumgartner, gave Mayer the fifth round. She outlanded uh, Bumgarner 30 to 21 over the fi- over those two rounds, the fourth and fifth round. Gave Meyer the sixth round. Through six rounds, both fighters landed 60 punches. Exactly. Pretty even fight. From that point on, Alicia Bumgarner, I thought she won the seventh. I thought she won the eighth. I thought she won the ninth. I thought she won the tenth. I had her win in six rounds of the 10. Was the cleaner, harder puncher all fight. Uh, props to the judges. We rip judges all the time, rightfully so. They got this one right. Alicia Bumgarner did enough. Michaela Mayer is gonna kick herself for not coming out to a faster start. Ten minute, uh, ten rounds, two minutes. You can't start slow. Women's boxing and their rule set doesn't allow for slow starts. Michaela Mayer. Afterwards, uh, you had Bumgarner. They was not, not a lot of hugging afterwards. I thought maybe they would hug it out. After a very contentious buildup. Not really. They asked after, they asked Bum Gunner after. Would you are you gonna give her a rematch? I ain't giving her no rematch. So I mean, she might not give her a rematch. Maybe she will if she can look around and see that's probably the biggest financial fight. Uh maybe would be a rematch. She says she wants Choi Bum Gunner. She wants to fight and get that fourth belt and become undisputed at 130 pounds. Good luck getting Choi in the ring. One of the most inactive champions. In women's boxing, one of the most inactive champions in, in, in any type of boxing uh, is, is Choi. Uh, she's fought like once or twice over the last like a year and a half, two years. But maybe she gets that fight, she wins that one, she becomes undisputed. Then who knows what Mayer will be at that point. Mayer has talked about going up to 135 to fight maybe like a Katie Taylor or Amanda Serrano. If Serrano goes back up to 135 or fighting some of the champs at, at 135 or some of the contenders there. But she was talking about doing that with belts. You know, with at least three belts or or four belts, then moving up. Mayor's got to go back to the drawing board because she. I thought she was the better boxer heading into this fight. Talked a big game, you know, Olympic, this, that, and the other, and she got out outboxed by uh, Alicia Baumgartner, who does not have the credentials that uh, Michaela Mayer had. But shout out to Alicia Baumgartner. Shout out to Kings Boxing. Just last year, you fa- go all the way back to last year. This time. Alicia Baumgartner was nine and one unknown even to hardcore fans. Maybe they knew about uh, some, you know, a few things about her, but in less than a year, she is now a three belt unified champion on the doorstep of being undisputed props to her mad respect. I mean, the big win over Terry Harper and then beating Michaela Mayer, huge. Uh, Alicia Baumgartner is a star. Uh, she's good on camera. She says all the right things. She's a Ford model, uh, you know. Matchroom can really push her forward. Uh, she is a big time star in boxing, so they got the judges got that one right. Then we went to Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. What a freaking setup for this one! The crowd was buzzing. O2 Arena sold out. Savannah Marshall's ring walk was electric. Uh, she came out first, obviously, as the, as the challenger. Uh, then you had Clarissa Shields coming in with her best Apollo Creed uh, reincarnation. Had the dancers, had the American flag. Loved that. USA versus England and the O2 Arena. One of the biggest women's fights of all time. throwing the history of both these women. Of course, Savannah Marshall handed uh, Clarissa Shields her only loss of her life back in 2012 Olympic trials. So the stage was set for something epic. And it delivered. First round, Clarissa uh, Shields comes out. And she just starts taking it to Savannah Marshall. Bullying the bully. Just, I think Marshall was absolutely sh- shocked. I think with the, the knock on Shields is, is she doesn't have a lot of power, doesn't fight aggressive, kind of boring. Not this, not this fight. I think Shields did great work early on, set the tone early. Like, hey, I'm not going to be pushed around. I'm going to be the aggressor. I know, Savannah Marshall, you're the fighter that has eight straight stoppages. Well, guess what? I'm going to come out and I'm going to land some bombs. And uh, she did early. You know, Shields outlanded Marshall 21-10 to in the first round. I had her win in the second round. Had Shields win in the third, the fourth, the fifth. 5-0 I had Shields. Maybe 4-1. I think that Marshall was punching, hitting the arms a lot. Uh, Shields was up against the ropes a lot in this fight. But credit to her, she fought off the ropes. And Marshall just couldn't land. Gotta give props to Shields for her defense. It's very good. Marshall had a few moments, but just could not land anything of substance. Could not put together some good offense there. Shields came on, though. I gave Shields the 6th, 7th, 8th. And then I had uh, Shields... Excuse me. I had I gave Marshall the 6th, 7th, 8th. And then I had Shields winning the 10th. Uh, I gave Marshall the ninth as well. But once again, judges got it right. Shields landed more punches. She threw more punches. She was more accurate. Yeah, she spent a lot of time on the ropes, and I guess she was fine with that. But if you're on the ropes and you're landing shots like Shields was, it shouldn't just be like, oh, you're up against the ropes. Doesn't look good to the judges. You're going to lose that round. No, these judges actually got it right. You know, Shields up against the ropes, but was pot shotting and landing and doing good work. She should be rewarded for that. And she was. So, Kalisha Shields wins. Um, she's now undisputed in three different weight classes, which is just absurd. Uh, you know, she's benefited from a small talent pool in women's boxing, but you got to give her props. I mean, these are accolades. These are records that she's breaking. She's making the case to be the best women boxer of, of all time. She's only like 27 years old. Sky's the limit. She can go back to MMA. Uh, she could fight Savannah Marshall again, I guess there isn't much competition for shields in boxing. Uh, sadly, uh, there isn't like a. Uh, she could move up or move down and and fight one of these other women out there and make a ton of money. This was the money fight for Shields, and she did awesome. She did great, Uh, made us Americans proud. I know that's not really a thing in boxing, uh, but it was a thing. You know why? Because they booed the national anthem. I understand it's just something that they do. They boo their own anthem over there in the U.K., but it's it's disrespectful. Like, they play anthems in the U.S. all the time, Mexican anthem, uh, you know, the U.K. anthem. No one boos it in the U.S., yeah, we have people kneeling for the anthem and all that. It's a whole different story. But don't boo the American, uh, you know, the national anthem of, of the United States. I, I thought that was low class. So right then and there, I was like, you know what? I would like to see Shields win. Uh, I had a little bit of pride. There's not a lot of U.S. pride when it comes to sports or especially boxing. Uh, but Shields gets the winch, comes back to the U.S. You know, it's hard for these women to sell in the U.S. They're talking afterwards. I think I heard Bradley or board say oh um they need to do this fight again in the u.s uh here's the thing this there's a reason these two fights were in the uk because michaela Mayer does not sell tickets in the u.s clarissa shield does not sell tickets in the u.s they could do it here but they're not going to make the same amount of money as they would in the uk you know i really wanted bumgarner meyer to be its own uh main event here in the u.s on regular espn but talking to some people, like it was a smart move putting it in the UK. Sold out O2 Arena. You're not selling out any arena in the US unless it's like Serrano-Taylor, a perfect storm at uh, Madison Square Garden with Puerto Ricans and Irish people. That's, that's just how it, how it is. All right, so let's move on to the other fights. Uh, we'll go to Barclays Center where we were tonight. Um, Caleb Plant, wow. Good God. Caleb, I, I, did, I don't think anyone saw that coming. We all knew that he was a good boxer, slick boxer. Didn't think that he had one punch knockout power, set it up perfectly, probably the knockout of the year or at least a contender for knockout of the year. Um, Knocks Darrell out cold. This is the dirt, the digging of the dirt thing, which, yeah, is very bad sportsmanship, but this is a savage sport. I mean, Darrell talked a lot of smack before this fight. Caleb Plant uh, is usually a pretty respectful guy. But uh, Brian Kenny had a big problem with it. He must have said it a uh, billion times. Oh, Caleb Plant, uh, he, uh, he's usually a good sportsman, but that's, that was bad. That was bad. He said it over and over and over. But uh, it's going viral. It's on my Twitter. It's blowing up of him digging the dirt after the knockout. That just shows how savage the sport is. You got Plant digging dirt, and they cut over, and Darrell is out cold. Absolute <laughs> savage sport. Uh, but obviously the fight for Caleb Plant next is David Benavidez. They've been circling each other for a long time. With Canelo Alvarez probably out for a year with a hand injury, there is no excuse why Caleb Plant is not going to fight David Benavidez next. Benavidez has nothing on the books. Benavidez has said, I'm not the reason these fights aren't happening. I'll fight anyone. Caleb Plant really has no one else to fight out there. Where else is he going to go? He already fought Canelo. Not going to fight a Charlo who was in attendance. Not going to fight a David Morrell. Am I missing some other names at 168? Why is David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant not next? Just make the damn fight. It will sell. It will do a great gate. It will do a decent number on pay-per-view because that's where it's going. And on top of it, it's going to be a great fight. Because Caleb Plant has some power now to go along with that, uh, you know, great boxing ability, jab. And you got, obviously, David Benavidez, who's an offensive juggernaut. Has every punch in the book. throws 70 punches around, powerful. They should get it on. Come on. Make that damn fight. You know, Demetrius Andre, don't... He's not in the mix. Zach Parker's fighting John Ryder. Just make the damn fight. Make David Benavidez versus Caleb Plant sometime next year, PVC. Thank you. Um, That was that fight there. Then the main event. Good God, Deontay Wilder is back. Three punches. Three. And he absolutely starches his former stablemate, or whatever, his former sparring partner, Robert Hellenius. Hellenius... Lunge forward, and it wasn't even like a full, clean Deontay Wilder shot where he gets everything in it. It was a short, like, chopping shot on the top of the head that he didn't see coming. That's the most dangerous punch in boxing is the one you don't see coming. And even when Wilder doesn't get his full torque into it, he's still so powerful. And he said after the fight, the heavyweight division is back, Deontay Wilder is back, and it's so true. You can say whatever you want about Wilder, those losses to Fury. Uh, you know he—he's the windmill artist. This, that, and the other. The guy is exciting. He is one of the best one-punch boxers of all time. And you saw it again tonight. He brings excitement. You have House of Highlights, uh, Bleacher Report, uh, all these 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 media uh, outlets that don't usually cover boxing, tweeting about Deontay Wilder. So an active Deontay Wilder is good for boxing. Been saying it for months now. He wants all the big names. He brought up Usyk. Usyk was supposed to be in attendance at the fight tonight. Wasn't there. Uh, he, I truly believe that Wilder wants to fight the biggest names. He is not coming back from at age 37 with the amount of money he has to fight in these small fights. I'd love to see him fight Usyk. I'd love to see him fight Joshua. Love to see him fight Joyce. None of those fights are going to happen on next. He's going to fight Andy Ruiz next. It's an all PBC fight. PBC has wanted to make that fight ever since Ruiz beat Anthony Joshua. Right now, they can make it Cinco de Mayo, maybe even earlier. It will sell. They can put it in in Los Angeles. That site, that fight sells out, say, uh, whatever it's called, crypto.com arena easily. That's what I think is next for, for Wilder. But he is box office, folks. He's so good for the heavyweight division. He's so good for boxing. I'm as happy to see him back at age 37. And he's in the right mindset. You know, he seems like he's happy. He seems like he said he's having fun in camp. Deontay Wilder will always have the power. And now he has a better mindset. He, he could do some things, man. He could do some things at age 37. He can win another world title. You know, Usyk is a free agent. Contractually, network free agent. PPC throws a boatload of money at Usyk. And they believe that Wilder can, can knock him out. Wilder becomes the heavyweight champion again. Suddenly, Joshua Wilder's in the mix for, for next year or the years after that. Somehow, Fury gets his, his, his mitts into it. So, there's a lot of things that can happen behind the scenes. I truly believe that Wilder Ruiz will be next, and Fury will somehow uh, fight Usyk next year. And then all the chips fall where they may. But I was just pumped to see Wilder back. Good for the sport. Uh, that's what I think is next uh, for Deontay Wilder. And then you head over to the uh, Australia. Uh, we all saw this coming. Uh, Devin Haney, absolute masterclass. Outlanded Cambosos, two hundred and two to seventy six. It's the most punches ever landed on Cambosos. Uh, I thought George would come up with a, get a better game plan, fight a little bit better. He had moments, but uh, Haney's just too good. Got a superior jab, the footwork, the movement. I uh, thought he was sitting down on his punches a little bit better. Would have liked to see seen him get him out of there. But a win is a win. He gets out of Australia. Damn, these two fights in Australia, all four four belts intact. And a lot of talk was about the weight. You saw the pictures of Haney on the scale. Looked awful. Looked like a damn skeleton up there. But top rank is dangling a fight between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. And Devin Haney will do everything he can to make 135 pounds again to fight Lomachenko for a big paycheck. Not taking no discounts this time. Not, taking, not flying over to Australia for short money. He is in the driver's seat. Lomachenko wants what Devin Haney has. Those are four belts. Lomachenko is still a very big name. That's a huge fight in the ESPN pay-per-view. Haney could be, be the A-side and make a lion's share of the money. That's a lot of motivation to make 135 pounds again. Because if he goes to 140, let's just say you know what, I'm done with 135. I made one defense. I go to 140. Probably gonna fight a light touch, kind of like what Tia Fimo did. You know, probably not gonna not gonna fight one of the champs at 140. Could be wrong, but I do see it happening. And then he gets into maybe uh, a championship fight later on 2023. So is that really what Haney wants to do, or does he want to keep this momentum going and uh, fight Lomachenko? Next year, maybe Madison Square Garden, Vegas, wherever, make a boatload of money. Could probably beat Lomachenko, and just be a real, real star at that point. Then go to 140. That's what I. That's at least what I think. Um, I'd be shocked if Haney Lomachenko is not next. But that's it. Uh, What a night. What a day. I'm tired. Um, Love doing these recap podcasts because I like to figure out what's next. I enjoy that. I like to break down the fights. Like to watch the fights. Obviously, I was locked and loaded uh, from a really early hour today. I love it though. I really love this time of the year. October's the best baseball playoffs, NFL, college football. See that Tennessee game beating Alabama. You got MMA, you got boxing, NBA starting next week. My Knicks are going to make some noise. It's a great time of the year. Hope you've all enjoyed it. We're back next week with Chris Algieri on Thursday for another edition of Inside Boxing Live. As always, folks, protect yourselves at all times, keep your hands up, and stay out of those DMs. We out.